Hey there, from time to time, we're going to be bringing you Quick Tip Tuesdays, just like the one you're listening to right now. They're designed to get you in and out quickly. That's why they're called Quick Tip Tuesdays. So I hope you enjoy. Good morning, afternoon, evening, midday, middle of the night, or just good day whenever you're listening to this episode. Hi, Brock Johnson here coming to you with another episode of the Build Your Tribe podcast. And today, I'm going to take you through my personal goal setting plan, how I plan my goals, how I set my intentions, my long-term goals, my short-term goals, and how I keep myself on track towards moving towards those goals. So let's start with how I actually even begin the process. And this is a shameless self-promotion of, well, I guess it's not a self-promotion. It's a mother's promotion. This isn't a paid advertisement. Again, not being paid for this, but I do start my goal planning with a push journal. The push journal was created by my mom and that's what I use to start my goal setting. And really, I only really use it for the initial stages in my goal setting. Typically, I will use it to go through my intentions and to find where my priorities are and how adequately I feel satisfied with different areas of my life, whether it be hobbies or recreational activities, my work, finding joy, my relationships, things like that. I will use it to really do kind of a a checkup or a check-in and see how I'm feeling, how satisfied am I or how dissatisfied am I with my progress in each of those areas. So I will start there. Then I will move on and I will use the push journal for this as well. And I will set 90-day goals. I will set 10 90-day goals along with a push goal which is kind of like the most important goal or or the goal that I can start with that if I get it accomplished, it will help a lot of the other goals kind of fall into place. So that's how I start. I start by evaluating my priorities and evaluating how satisfied I am with the different areas in my life. I rank those on a scale of one to 10. And one little personal note here, and this is really in almost all things when I grade on a scale of one to 10, I don't use the number seven. I don't use the number seven. It frustrates my friends when they're like, how badly do you want to go to in and out on a scale one to 10? And well, actually that one would always be a 10. But whenever they ask me how much is something or what would I grade something on a scale one to 10? I say, well, you know, I don't use sevens. And that is a personal belief of mine, something I learned a while ago. And basically it's the idea that if you're choosing seven on a scale of one to 10, you're basically saying nothing. Seven allows you to pick a number without really having to commit. So I like to use this too if I'm trying to think of a business opportunity. Maybe I got invited to speak somewhere on the East Coast and I'm trying to weigh, you know, how much am I going to get paid for this? Am I going to be able to sell? How big is the audience? What's my opportunity to serve? How many relationships can I network and build there? And so I'll weigh it on a scale of one to 10. How badly do I want to go? But I don't let myself use seven because if I chose seven, it's not really committing. But If I have to choose an eight, then that means I'm really committed to the thing. I really like the idea or the opportunity. If I choose six, it's a little bit more on the weak side. It's, uh, I mean, it's good, but it's not that great. So when you choose seven, you're just kind of saying good. It's like when you're asked, hey, how was your day today? And you just mindlessly reply, good. That is not committing to any real feeling. And so for the same reason, I don't use seven when I'm ranking how I'm feeling, how satisfied I'm feeling in the different areas of my life. Continuing then after I set those intentions and decide how satisfied I am with the different areas, I'll move into the 90-day goal setting, the short-term goal setting. And those goals will be based off 
the satisfaction or dissatisfaction that I just previously decided upon. From there, I will also usually write down two to three long-term goals. I usually do this maybe only once or twice a year, and I reevaluate them every once in a while, but it's not like I'm recreating long-term goals. And these long-term goals, some of them are, you know, like before the age of 30, I would like to do this, or maybe by the time I graduate college, I would like to do this. And rather than being goals that I think about on a daily basis or things that I'm actively working towards, instead, those are big picture things and I can build my little picture goals to lead up to them. So for example, one of my goals is to have over $100,000 saved by the time I graduate college. I'm working towards financial independence from my parents. I am also working towards having no debt. I want to have absolutely zero debt. And actually, one of my big goals by the time I graduate college is to be in the positive, in the green, so that I am prepared and have some funds saved up in order to start my life and my career and my family once I graduate from college. So those are big picture goals, but not something that I'm necessarily working on on a daily basis. But You could think that I am slightly working on them through accomplishing smaller goals. In addition to these big goals, I also like to write down intentions. I know that some people do monthly intentions. I typically will do an overarching intention for the different seasons in my life. So maybe for a three or four month period, I'm really focusing on intentionality. In fact, during the four month period that was the football season, I was focusing on intentionality. So as I move into each season, as I can feel these shifts happening or these changes happening in my life, I might shift my intention or whatever it is I'm focusing on, the general idea or topic or trait. So rather than something like, you know, go to church twice a week or stretch for 30 minutes before bed or drink my body weight in ounces every day in water. I'm not sure if that's how much you're supposed to be drinking, but basically rather than having like a specific numeral quantitative goal. When I'm talking about intentions, it's more like be a better friend, be a more loving teammate, be a more compassionate student and really care for my other classmates rather than just myself. You know, things that are more of an intention and don't necessarily have goals tied to it. And then my final step, once I have my intentions, I have my long-term goals and my short-term goals, I will write them all down on my whiteboard in my room. I like this because it reminds me of my goals and it allows me to just see my goals every night before I go to bed, every morning when I wake up or just as I'm passing throughout the day. In my bedroom, I have a sliding mirror doors over my closet. So these two doors that slide back and forth and cover up my closet. It's pretty common. You might have something similar in your home. But what I did is I went on Amazon and I bought whiteboard paper. They have removable stick-on whiteboard paper that is super cool. I will note it doesn't work as well as a normal whiteboard would. It's not as erasable, but for stick and peel paper that I could just cover up one of the two mirrors with, it is awesome and it absolutely does the job. And with some whiteboard dry erase, little soap and sponge, I can easily erase that whenever I want to write my new goals or intentions up there. So one of my mirrors remains a mirror. I can check out how I'm looking on a daily basis. But the other mirror is now the whiteboard and it's covered in goals. It's covered in quotes. It's covered in biblical references and verses that I want to have in mind. It's also covered in little words of affirmation or, or little things that my friends have told me that I find funny and that I just like to remind myself of on a daily basis. And I really believe it's this daily reminder of my goals 
that allows me to accomplish so many of them. And another reason that I feel like I'm able to accomplish a lot of the goals I set for myself is that I don't just set goals because it's what society wants me to do. I don't just set goals that are, you know, monotonous, maybe like do 100 push-ups a day, something that wouldn't be that fun. My goals oftentimes are tied in with really fun goals. One of my goals over the summer was to learn to roller skate. I went a couple of times. I'm still not going to call myself a professional or even as good as my mom. Maybe a goal would be to listen to one new song per day or learn one new joke per day. In this way, you're more likely to check your goals. And this is just my own personal philosophy. But I think that if you create more fun goals, more enjoyable goals, you're more likely to constantly check that goals list, come back to it for ideas. And while you're there, you'll be reminded of the less fun goals that you have set for yourself. So I keep all of those written on my whiteboard in big, bright, colorful fonts. It keeps me on track and on course. And then on a daily basis, I like to use my push journal or one of my favorite apps, which is Wonderlist, W-U-N-D-E-R, List, L-I-S-T, Wonderlist. It's awesome. I keep all my goals on there and all my daily tasks to help me achieve those goals. I like to review it before I go to bed and first thing in the morning so that I have my intentions and my goals set. That is how I personally do my goal setting. It works for me and I'm usually able to accomplish many more goals besides just the 10 that I write down as my 90 day goals. And I just wanted to share because I don't know, maybe this strategy could work for you. Maybe there's an idea you could steal from me or change it or tweak it or borrow it or anything like that. And until next time, Happy networking and keep storytelling.